I want to clean up a couple of text messages before uh, we take the same attitude from the legislature that says you out there that don't have a seat in this chamber and this golden tower, you don't know what you're doing. Uh, and talk about corporate farming here in a moment. But somebody wants to know, uh, Tyler, can you explain what he's trying to do? And by he, you mean Ben Koppelman that called you un-American if you were in Fargo and you voted for approval voting. Uh, so in Fargo, a few years ago, citizens voted to change how they conduct the local elections to have approval voting. And you can go to reformfargo.org to learn the details there because I don't have enough time to really walk you through. But you've got a West Fargo lawmaker trying to tell Fargo that they can't have that type of election system anymore. And not only that, he's trying to tell you and everybody that co-signed on to this that any other a local entity, if you even think about doing this, don't waste your time or energy because they're going to prevent you from the state from even trying to tell uh, each other how you want to conduct your local elections. It's arrogant is what it is. Um, but to have all the effort that went into it, to have all the study that was conducted through, in part, the city of Fargo, and then to have it come and pass overwhelmingly by residents here saying, yep, I want that for my local elections. To have somebody that doesn't even call Fargo home try to rip that away from you is wrong. 35270, there's a lot of other messages in here about that. And I promise you, I'll get back to those, but I want to get uh, to my next guest in the short amount of time that I'm sure that I do have him because he's out in the legislative session right now. He's Matt Purdue. He's uh, with Farmers Union, the relations director. I was reaching out to North Dakota Farmers Union because, well, they're trying yet again, telling you you're wrong. When you voted to not allow corporate farming in North Dakota. But I'm just curious why it keeps coming up. So we'll ask Matt Purdue, who joins us right now. Matt, appreciate you stepping away from whatever committee you're following out in Bismarck. How are you? <laughs> Thanks a lot for having me on, Tyler. I'm I'm doing well. I'm making it through what is going to be a, a very busy 80 days here. Explain to me the, the environment on Bismarck this session. You've been out there for a few sessions now. I know it's early, so there's still kind of the... Hey, we're all getting along right now, but you have a lot of new lawmakers out there. So I'm just curious, as somebody who's been a part, not as a lawmaker, but as somebody that works with and observes, what's it like out there this year? Yeah, well, obviously there are a lot of new lawmakers. We also have uh, new leaders in both chambers. We have new committee chairs on many of our committees, including the Appropriations Committee. And so from my perspective, the first couple weeks of session have been more of kind of a, a feeling out the vibe, if you will. Um, it feels like we're we're now fully into uh, the swing of the session, um, and so you know I think we're gonna we're gonna learn a lot about uh, the character of, of this legislature in the next uh, next couple weeks for sure. Well, and I'll save my opinions for after I let you have. I don't want to get you in trouble, pull you into anything. Uh, but they're at it again. They're the go again when it comes to corporate farming in uh, North Dakota. And I don't know how many times we have to rehash this over and over. I thought maybe when voters overwhelmingly rejected the attempted change not very long ago, within the last 10, 8 years, it was finally over, and it's not. And, in fact, you got the governor and Doug Burgum pending letters out there basically saying this is farm freedom legislation. And I did see that uh, Mark Watney with North Dakota Farmers Union had to correct some of the uh, statements in there. But uh, this bill did have a hearing on Friday, did it not? The bill has a hearing this Friday. This Friday, Friday, this okay. Friday morning, January twenty seventh. Yep. Okay. Well, that yep. means people can get in uh, and let it be known, uh, get their testimony ready. 
Um, yeah. You know, what? what's the story here? Because, again, uh, being a part of that conversation the last time when I thought it was put to rest, now here they go again. Why are we back at this? Yeah, and, you know, to take a step back, Tyler, um, as you as you referenced, in 2016, North Dakota voters with a 76% no vote rejected exempting dairy and swine operations from the state's corporate farming law. Um, voters unequivocally said, we support uh, family farms. We do not want non-family corporations coming into the state. Um, and now we're looking at a bill that really in function is very similar. Uh, it would allow non-family corporations to own cattle feedlots as well. It would allow them to own poultry farms. And so we took that hog and dairy um, uh, focus from 20, 2015 and the 2016 ballot measure and expanded that to other industries. Um, obviously, as you referenced, the governor is, is heavily involved. He really wants to see uh, the law change. And, and I think in the, the weeks ahead, it's going to be very important uh, that we remind um, the governor and the legislature where the voters stand and, and, and why. Uh, they don't believe that we should change this law. Yeah, that was six years ago. I get it, yeah, it's January if you want to do all the math, but six years ago, you, as a listeners and voters, overwhelmingly rejected this same idea, 76%. And now we're going to be spending a lot of time and a lot of your taxpayer dollars on rehashing it yet again. The, now, the arguments, uh, Matt, that are being brought forward uh, right now are that this is limiting families from working together to create some of the industry right in their neck of the woods. Is that true or not? Yeah, so that talking point has always been frustrating for us. One, uh, because, you know, it doesn't tell the, tell the full story. The other is that uh, really it, it kind of stymies development. We hear from farmers all the time who think that, in fact, the law does not allow them to establish a partnership with their neighbor. The law, as it stands right now, allows two unrelated farmers to form uh, general partnerships, limited partnerships, LLPs, triple LPs with each other. It allows for farmers to establish cooperatives. Um, and, of course, it allows uh, families to, to incorporate or to form an LLC. And so the law provides a lot of flexibility. What the law does not allow is it does not allow uh, corporations, non-farming corporations, non-family corporations to come in and own and operate farms in our state. And so, you know, when we're talking about this change, really the, the, the primary beneficiaries of that are going to be those corporations um, that are not, uh, you know, dirt under the fingernails, that do not have manure on their boots. It's going to be, you, you know, corporations, uh, large, large corporations from, from other areas. You know, and I look at the sponsors of this bill, uh, Matt, and it's, it's the same individuals. It's Craig Headland, it's Terry Wanzik, it's Larry Lewick. Uh, you know, that are pushing this yet again. And you just have to question, is there any personal self-interest? What are the real motives uh, that you see through what you're reading between the talking points here? You know, Tyler, I, I really don't have a, a good answer to that question. I will say, that, you know, as a as a lobbyist out here, I, I build relationships with all these folks. I have great relationships with many of the legislators on this bill. I think, you know, we just have really strong disagreements with them. Uh, on this issue. And, and we have worked with legislators. We all in agriculture have an interest in growing uh, the state's livestock sector. From Farmers Union's position, it's really about creating better opportunities for those family farmers and ranchers. Um, and so, you know, we've worked with many of these legislators on, on those issues. We have a pretty sharp disagreement on this one. Uh, and so, you know, we're all about finding a path forward that, that everybody can agree to. And, uh, you know, House Bill 1371 
It doesn't look like that path right now. Matt Perdue is our guest. He's a North Dakota Farmers Union Relations Director. Uh, let's take this for a walk, Matt. Let's say they finally get what they've been trying for all these years uh, to change this corporate farming law, even though voters themselves have overwhelmingly rejected it. What's uh, what's the biggest downside if this becomes law, in your opinion? Well, we just see it being a real a real challenge, um, especially for uh, the state's livestock producers. You know, Farmers Union for, for years, really for decades, is part of our DNA to ensure that family farmers and ranchers have fair market. We know that the meat packers control 85 percent um, of the beef industry. We know that the, the pork industry, the poultry industry are heavily consolidated. We also know that many of those meat packers are trying to vertically integrate. They want to control the entire supply chain. They want to monopolize the entire supply chain. And so I think that is really, really the threat here is allowing those those major corporations that already control one uh, step of the value chain to control the next step, to control the production step. And so that's really the stand that, that we are taking right now on 1371. You're not in charge of providing the schedule. That's uh, legislative council and some of the uh, committee work. But you said that the hearing is going to be this Friday. Do you, do you have a time of when that is going to be taking place? The hearing will be at 9.30 a.m. Uh, this Friday, January 27th. At the Capitol. And this will be on the House side, obviously. House Bill 1371 is uh, the bill that we're talking about here. And we're going to continue to follow along uh, as this does make its way. I, I think the, the difference this time, Matt, is the fact that you've got a governor who I think has proven to be electorally popular, putting his whole weight behind this and coming out full-throated in letters to the editor. That's going to be a bigger challenge this time around, I do believe. But uh, you've been visiting with those uh, farmers in that large farming organization of Farmers Union, uh, are getting organized? Are we going to be pushing back on this? Absolutely. And, and you know, Tyler, I'll tell you the same thing that I've told every member I've talked to. Uh, there's no there's no lobbyist uh, in the halls of the Capitol that's going to uh, change the outcome of this issue. It's going to come down to the people. It's going to come down to the farmers and ranchers and the voters of North Dakota uh, calling their legislators and, and telling them where they stand on this position. Uh, that's really going to be going to be key here, as you said. Uh, that the, there are some significant headwinds inside the Capitol, um, and so it's really going to come down to people using their voice uh, and making sure their legislators know where they stand. Well, and uh, looking at some of the other uh, names on here, and not only is it the governor, but I'm seeing the leadership of both the House and Senate. If I am reading this correct as well, so you're right. The deck is stacked, but. You'll have to say yet again for the umpteenth time as voters out there that you don't want it. You just did six years ago. I guess you're going to have to do it all over yet again. And you know what? Uh, Farmers Union out there doing a lot of that work as well. Matt, final word goes to you. If I missed anything, now's the opportunity. If not, I'll let you get back to roaming those hallways out there in Bismarck. Well, I would just say again, Tyler, we really encourage folks to, to reach out to their legislators. Let them know where they stand on this issue. Let them know they support family farms. Um, and, and so we really look forward to, to continuing this conversation in the weeks and months ahead. Well, Matt, uh, we'll be having you back on these very uh, airwaves here to, to let us know how it's going. All right. Till then, you take care. Thanks a lot, Tyler. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yep, you take care as well. Uh, Matt, Matt Perdue, he is uh, North Dakota Farmers Union. In fact, he is the uh, relations director. He's out there shaking hands, following along with this legislation. But I just, ladies and gentlemen, cannot wrap my head around again in this short amount of time. That you have 76% of you that said no. You told them no. And it's the same lawmakers that were on that bill in 2015 session that ended up being on the 2016 ballot that are trying to get 
this past yet again. How many times do you have to be told no? There's got to be more behind this, and I get it. You know, their farmers union, upstanding organization, do great work, but you have to at some point question motives of the same lawmakers, and then sometimes perhaps you know those that are in the the tower on the executive side of why you keep coming back to this. I'd love to hear from you at 35270. In fact, I have got a number of those messages in, and I'll get back to that right after this weather update from Two Tall Tom Schmansky. We'll wrap up our number two on a Monday afternoon of Afternoons Live. Don't go anywhere. I'll be-